Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. It is an after party, the saddest after party after Iowa lost to Purdue 24 to 20. I am Harrison Starr, aka Boilerhawk, and I am joined with Ben Ross. Ben, yeah. how are you? Hey. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm as good as you can be. Welcome to our old normal. Iowa football losing to Purdue. Second time in all four years it's happened. So, what are you going to do? Well, what we could have done, Ben, is we could have geared our notes a little more towards what this podcast would have been like if Iowa had actually lost the game. Because I think um, where a lot of my thoughts were forming, at least through the second quarter, which is unfair because that's literally only half the game, I had a lot of positive feelings. Um And that all just kind of went to the wayside uh, as the third quarter droned on into the fourth quarter and Iowa scored only uh, three more points in the second half. So I guess maybe that's the big thing for me is the lack of um, in-game adjustments offensively, or maybe the better way to frame it is whatever in-game adjustments happens were foiled by Iowa's fumbles. And turnover and penalties because I think penalties were just God, they were brutal. 10, 10 penalties for hundred yards is the final the final tick there, and you just don't win a lot of football games like that. Um, really, really tough to see. I think not even all of them were you know warranted. You know the I think the most the one that hurts the most is the most recent one. I think the Jack Heflin face mask on third down, that would have been, um, that was third down, right? Or was it second down? It was on, I honestly, yeah, I, I, I yeah, think it was I, on second down and it was just okay. a, a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it would have been a 10, 15 yard loss at least. And it really felt like the Iowa defense had figured out uh, after giving the ball to Xander Horvath, that whole drive Purdue, I think did two or three passes in a row. They were incomplete and complete. And, um, it really felt like Iowa was going to have to get a chance to get the ball back with the lead with less than five minutes to go. And then just another dumb penalty. And uh, the problem with that is, you know, I think it is warranted. I don't know. In college football, they don't have the five-yard face mac penalty, right? That's only the NFL. Right. I think they're all 15. So it was just an absolute dagger. Um, it would have been a five-yard penalty enough in the NFL probably. And... Yeah, you know, obviously the the forced fumble by Cole Banwart in the second second quarter from Goodson and then Makai Sargent, you know, I want all I want to say about Makai is like people are getting really mad about why is he getting the ball over Tyler Goodson? Absolutely not. Makai, I think, looked at great. He looked really good today. Um, and even Ivory Kelly Martin had himself 30 yards. And I wasn't even mad when he was in the like he got an entire drive to himself. And I'm super happy with a three-headed running attack. I offensively, honestly, I have really few problems with the play calling or the personnel decisions. Um, God, execution sucks to say, but it was execution. Yeah, because when you you look at it, Iowa had they had three fumbles, right? And the the two that were recovered by. Um, oh yeah, Purdue. I didn't even mention when I wrote the recap. I didn't even mention Brandon Smith's recovered fumble. Shoot, but when when they were recovered, they were recovered inside of the red zone, and then the other one was. Uh, at the 28-yard line. So, I mean, Iowa had put together two really pretty good drives. Um, You look at kind of the broad stats. 
50-50 time of possession, um, 460 yards. I, 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 I think this has kind of always been the concern with Brian is a lot of his offensive strategy has felt like a more empty calorie type of offense versus past Iowa offenses to have. And I mean, it's not his fault that turnovers happen. Um, I think, you know, Iowa uh, took deep shots. They tried to keep the defense honest. I'm looking at uh, Thad Nelson, T Nels 20s, scatter plot and he's got you know three shots over 20 yards um or excuse me four shots over 20 yards it just it just felt like a team that hadn't played football in 10 months and produced in the same boat like so I, I that complaint does not hold water for me um if we're gonna come back like oh well Iowa had rest well so did Purdue. yeah exactly and I think you know the only I feel like we weren't to, you know, first I want to say 39, we had attempted 39 passes and ran the ball 36 times. I'm pretty happy with that balance. I don't think we should have passed more, ran more. It just felt like to me, you know, we weren't doing much to get Amir Smith, the ball, Amir, Amir Smith, Marset, the ball. Like that's what's really coming out to me. I think, uh, did he even have a catch? Um, I was looking to uh, the box score up. He had, um, Mine's frozen right now. Oh Yeah. Yeah, no he didn't have a catch for Amir Smith Marset. Two running, I mean, two rushes though. Yeah, he had the he had the double reverse that we saw in the Holiday Bowl, and that went for 15 yards. Great, but he was totally and completely isolated the whole game. And I don't even think that was anything Purdue did. Is there anybody on like was he? It didn't look he was doubled. And if he was, then where's uh, Tyrone Tracy? Where's Brandon Smith? Why wasn't you know uh, we saw Goodson with a really great wheel route uh, early in the first half? But I just felt like we they did a really poor job of, you know, Petrus getting the ball to the best playmakers. Like, the first two drives were the only shots were going to Sean Beyer. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's really the, the encapsulation of it for me. And, um, you know, I'd have to rewatch the game, but it really didn't seem like Purdue's defensive backfield was doing anything special to isolate our receivers. No, I think that that's kind of kind of the thing. Um, cause I, I guess I'll, I'll just continue referring to Thad's chart because, and, and I hope I don't step on too many toes with what they talk about later this week. But I, Petrus had three incompletions inside of five yards. That I, and it seems like Iowa didn't do enough to your point to get the ball in playmakers' hands and let them make plays. I don't recall a lot of screen passes. Um, outside to your point with Smith, Marset, Tracy, um, it, it just, it, it, it's like, it's, it's good because they had 460 yards. And if you don't have the fumbles, it's call it two field goals. It's a 26, 24 game. Um, but still you, you had the fumbles and, and you have to manage that. And I just think that Iowa did a really poor job of leveraging the talent advantage they had on offense um, because I, I like Laporta. Like, I think he had a really good game, and he's someone they should target a lot. But you kind of look down, Laporta 5, Regani 4, Tyler Goodson 5, that, that checks out. But then to have Brandon Smith, Tyrone Tracy, and Amir Smith-Marset combine for five receptions, it feels... 
it, it feels like you're you're losing there. And it's not like Petrus didn't go to Smith Marset. It seemed like their chemistry was a little off. Um, some disconnects early, uh, but really it just super frustrating, super frustrating loss. Um, Cause honestly say what you will about the defense, letting David Bell beat you sucks. 24 points is a winning number against Purdue. In my opinion, if you hold Purdue, even as presently constructed, I think if they have 24 points, you should probably beat them um, just because their defense is so bad. And that's, that's what stings. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. And, like, what do you think this game looks like if Rondell Moore plays? Like, honestly. I honestly think that if Rondell Moore plays, there's probably more of an emphasis on Iowa getting the ball in playmakers' hands, as weird as that sounds. I think that the you think distinct- that changes the offensive strategy so much, you think? I, I think – the way that the challenges that Purdue presented on offense went down significantly without more. So it de-emphasized the need for Iowa to ramp up their decisions. Cause you even think about like, um, you know, you, you live with field goals. That's what it is. But you know, a field goal to end the half, just horrible time management there, horrible time management to get up to the line of scrimmage uh, with oh, I know that was had, disgusting, and not trying, not make an effort to try and get it into the the end zone. I'm fine if you spike the ball and you decide, you know, I don't like the time, but to go up and run an outside zone play seemed misguided. Uh, and then the other field goal they had, um, this was a result of if we kind of go back, yeah, holding penalty. Um, turned it into second and 19, mm-hmm. then the third and 19 pass to, to Reganey. And it's like, eh, you really can't justify going forward on fourth and nine up 20 to 14 or up uh, 17 to 14. That, that math doesn't really check out, but just killer penalties, killer turnovers. And you hope they clean it up because it's going to be a long season if they don't. This is a funny thing to me, though. Like, this is the same thing that happened last year. That we did. I wouldn't. Or Purdue didn't have Rondale Moore last year, and David Bell gashed us for 13 catches, 197 yards, and a touchdown. Like, this wasn't anything new. Um, so that's why you know, I it just feels like the old normal to me. Like, what are we doing here? Even, I guess I. You know, the only thing I can really say is. Uh, Iowa's defensive back depth, depth, I guess, is a little bit hurt, and so is their linebacker depth, and that might have led. Is that why you think, you know, Barrington Wade was on a goddamn island to David Bell for the go-ahead touchdown? Like, just uh, – Phil Parker's better than that. Like, he just is, so I don't get it. What, what's going on? I mean, I think that the discussion in the slack was just how, how, how do you not double Bell at every chance? And I think – what it looked like because there were two third down plays right with um wade being kind of the primary guy on bell where he just he hit him uh, hits a strong word he made contact with him Chipped and him. let him go 
Mm-hmm. And there was no one over the top like there was on another third down play where Kerner was able to get there. And then uh, Brents was also underneath Bell. So it, but also Barrington Wade had a pretty good game. He had a great I'm, game. I'm not going to put this on absolutely not whatever that execution type thing was. It should, the, my point is. Broadly speaking, it should not have come down to Barrington Wade on David Bell for the go-ahead score. No, um, no player, no single individual player got burned as much as we've seen in the past against this Purdue team. Yeah, like I mean, that's why I think twenty-four points was good. Like, yeah, like that's why I'm fine with the defensive performance. It stinks to give up kind of these chunk plays and like, oh, David Bell, he, he's gashing you. But at the end of the day. This is this is just where football is just the way Kirk Ferentz thinks about it is it is about a hundred and or eighty five guys or whatever it's about every single person. Purdue made it about three people and won the game because of it. And you just what you can have it both ways. It can be about everyone being together. Like literally they wore shirts that said together. It can be about everyone being together, but also doing what you can to flip the balance of the field. Like I, it's hard to argue. Like this is kind of what it comes down to. It's hard to argue 36 carries, 195 yards, 5.5 yards per rush. It's hard to argue against that. But the way they got that didn't seem like it was as effective as it could have been even further. Um, so that's why it's like, you, you, I just kind of sit back and I'm like, new Hawkeyes, but more of the same. To, and this is your, has been your point the whole podcast. I mean, yeah, the longest run we had was 21 yards. And after that, the second longest was nine. Um, so I just... But it makes it feel, I think, less dangerous, so to speak. But I, I don't know. Like, who does Iowa even play next week? They play Northwestern, a Northwestern team that's going against Maryland uh, this evening. Um, I guess the <laughs> – here, here's the thing about playing Northwestern. They've beaten Iowa plenty of times <laughs> the exact same way that Purdue just beat Iowa. So I am – Gut check. Even though I said at the beginning of the year, when I did my Ponks predictions, I had Purdue beating Iowa. Should have just stuck with that, Ben. I should yeah. I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up despite Brom and, and Rondale Moore not being part of the equation. Silly me. <laughs> Silly me. God. Uh this just you know, it's more of the same. I guess can we cancel football again? I I asked uh, someone rhetoric. Uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when can Brian get COVID so Ken O'Keefe can call plays? Oh, I, th- I think let's let's end on this note because I think this was probably something that we would have discussed had Iowa won. Um, and, and maybe ending on a positive note because it did signify some change in Iowa's offensive philosophy. The Tyler Goodson direct snaps uh, thoughts there. They're great. I didn't see, did it happen once the second half? 
They did it once in the shadow of their own goalposts. I remember that very specifically. And then they tried to do it again on third and two. Um, but they had in the second half, really? a false start. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I missed that then. Um, I, oh, well, I wrote down that like they went away from it. I think I know they did it three times in the first half and I don't remember maybe my stream just cut out at all in the second half. I mean, I love it. Like the shadow of your own goal, goal line. They did that in the first half too. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking. about. Yeah. That's, that's not great. But uh, when we were in the red zone, absolutely all the time, like who was bet? Was it uh Sergeant or a pot bomb back there with them then? I think they did it multiple times. Like I, I like, like, the, the thing that's frustrating is we are seeing some things that are different than in the past, but it is individual plays and does not seem to be part of a scheme. broad scheme. Yes. We're getting what we asked for, but it's coming a la carte and not, um, not part of the value meal that we need. I think that is a great way to put it. Um, I was a la carte offense. There we go. Where you end up ordering right. fries, a shake, and four chicken nuggets, and without realizing that there's a meal four option, and the cashier doesn't tell you, so you end up spending three dollars more than you should have. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. I guess uh, closing thoughts, Ben. I mean, I, I was really optimistic. <laughs> I God damn it, like. <laughs> I'm not a generally sunshine and roses person, but I felt really good about this game. Uh, I'm really glad I more or less quit betting as a whole. I had my betting app back up this morning, and I didn't didn't touch it. I ended up buying a steak instead. <laughs> that uh, that was a better use of money. I'm really I'm actually really happy. I was, it was going to be a victory steak. Now it's just a sad steak. But <laughs> when you're 28 and you live alone, they're all sad. So. No, do don't, don't say that, Ben. Okay. All stakes right. are happy stakes. All stakes are happy stakes. So, uh, unless it's a la carte. Ah, oh, no, got some cauliflower with it. We're fine. Fantastic. So, uh, I guess we, we'll uh, get back here, think about it, uh, uh, come back on, on the mics sometime early next week, and uh, have another podcast with Maybe some more thought-out thoughts. We'll see if I rewatch yeah. the game in any sense. Um, but, you know, 0-1. <laughs> and it feels say the only... <laughs> it's never felt better. You know what? Yeah, I mean, I kind, kind of. of agree. I, mean, I yeah. kind of agree. It's like a 0-1 conference play. That's happened all the time. So I mean, Yeah, last time we were 0-1, 2013, or, yeah, 2013 to Northern Illinois at home. I was at that game. Sucked. Delightful. Delightful. But 0-1 here feels just a smidge better. But not really that good. I have a kid to tend to, so Me everything's too. in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so there you have it. Uh, I'll talk to you later, Ben. Goodbye forever. Fuck state, why do they have to cover? <laughs>